1: I guess I'll just be the shadow man today. Can I get over here? That's better. Okay, not. don't move. I mean, no, really. Just the old days of, okay, Billy, go adjust the
0: antenna. Now hold that for the length of the show. Everybody so, hold, yeah, the revenue. Exactly. For, the, for any kids listening, they won't get that. So how are you? I'm, I'm doing fine,
1: actually. It, in fact, here this is a good launching point. So I'm out in California. I'm taking care of the house, visiting mom, usually one week out of the month. That without people living in the house, the constant fear is that what's going to happen to it. We actually had something recently where they have a sprinkler system, an irrigation system, because they have a beautiful, beautifully landscaped and it's California. So they have an orange tree and birds of paradise and all that kind of stuff. So you really don't want it to go south. Part of the beauty of the house and the resale value of the house is the beautiful landscaping neighborhood. We have a neighbor, Corey, who noticed that one of the, it was spritzing. Either the, she thought it was at first a sprinkler head, but then it turned out to be, upon investigation, a break in the actual line that goes from the main line of the house into the irrigation system that leaves everything else. And you don't find that out until you have the city of Oceanside send a person out because they're concerned about water waste. You know what I mean? It's drought conditions out here. They have restrictions on how often you're allowed to water anything. Pretty soon they might even have water hey, you guys shower on Tuesdays, Thursdays, and fridays that kind of thing. We had people investigate that. They had to dig to find it. The people, the plumbers that we had first come out said, we really aren't experts at sprinkling and irrigation, so we'll do the work, but we won't warranty it. That's an ideal situation. You'll do some work, you'll bury it. And then if something, once again, screws up, you're not responsible. So we, using the wonderful of Angie's, and formerly Angie's list, now Angie. We found people that really specialized in inclusion irrigation and we, we found someone to take care of it. It's really working perfectly. I saw it sprinkled this morning and stuff like that. The reason for saying all this and the reason that it's geeky is it's very cool that I'm such a computer guy that I do a lot of virtual work. But I've always been, I really love things that are engineered beautifully, that they're designed you know, like. How electricity works, how water works. There's many similarities in terms of pressure, of flow, of right. how to compete it, and that kind of stuff. And so they replaced former timers and former heads of various different things with new modern ones that are better materials, more state of the art. Well, I know they're like Bluetooth and Wi-Fi, and I can control them from my phone. But it's just the, what was done 20, 25 years ago. Science marches along even in that regard, and especially in terms of everything we're doing nowadays to conserve to make sure that there is a little monitor on there. And it'll tell you I'm part of what I asked about was, is there any way in the act of doing all this fixing that you can also put on that little thing that will say, Hey, something's flaky. Get somebody to check it before we have a geyser, before things break. The
0: basement gets flooded and yeah.
1: Like that. In fact, that was a big concern of mine. I'm doing all this remotely and Corey, our neighbor is wonderful in terms of she stops by and, Make sure that the house doesn't Hey, That package has been on the porch for three days. Nobody must be home. Time for a happy break-in or something terrible. So the fact that she's on site to find those things, but it's, I don't want it to be that something unseen that's outside the house. It's in the sprinkler system. What if that was a burst pipe and you don't, nobody knows about it until I crack the door open and on the rug. That's how my just, cousin
0: lost a whole camper. It was sitting huh. for the winter with the water hooked up, and it sprung a leak. And for three months, water just poured into the camper and soaked through and, yeah, ruined right. everything.
1: And just that water really is one of those things. that It doesn't get any better if you leave it alone because even more insidious damage. And it's not water. It's actually rust, and it penetrates everywhere and all that kind of stuff. So I'm glad that we were able to get this thing done, but it just re- rekindled in me that appreciation First is we went to Biltmore House. It's down in North Carolina. And some of the most cool, fascinating stuff was not, oh, rich people lived here. Look at how they built their house all that kind of stuff. They had, it's a working farm still. And a lot of what they did there was they developed some of the first harvesters and reapers and combined things where this machine goes down the field and it like plucks the ear of corn off the corn stalk. And then maybe even shucks it automatically. It's got all the right technologies built in with metal and steam and whatever else they did to be able to like, you know, what's the cotton gin is what they often say is one of the first big mass-produced automated type things. And someone really solved that problem of this is a manually intensive thing. It costs a lot of money if you're not going to have it done by slave labor. And we needed to fix that, didn't we? It's very cool when people come up with these solutions, like these sprinklers come on and they spritz a certain radiance and they can aim them so that they go in the lawn or onto bushes or whatever else it might be. They have all these attachments that you can like, kind of like building what they, it's interesting, that is for real. Nowadays, they have games that simulate how do you build a plumbing system? How do you build a roller coaster? How yeah. do you build things that people used to have to really figure out to get Reed a crop?
0: empire <laughs> like
1: that? <laughs> exactly. So I really have an appreciation for material science people and the ones that like Colleen is the tax lady. She's always done tax work on the side and had a number of fascinating clients. One of whom was the guy that when a company needed a particular part made that wasn't mass-produced but had to be able, and I'm going to explain this poorly, sometimes you have where there's a force that comes in this direction, and you have to turn it into a rotating force, and even then it isn't just constantly rotating, it kind of stutters. So there's a gearing and a ratcheting and whatever else to be going on. This is the guy that would look at that system and kind of whittle, make that first part, put it in place, prove that it works, then make a mold, make a metal piece, and really fix, hey, now the airplane works better. Hey, now the nice. city water runs again. And so I just admire the people that have that cool 3D sense and the ability to say, well, I'm going to make this out of wood, and it'll work, but only up to 300 RPM. And after that, it'll just <laughs> disintegrate it. you are going to have to cast that concept. out of the mold. Yeah. I, hats off to people that have that cool ability to... Yeah. Like, my brother-in-law John does conveyor belts for a living. And if only it was, hey, it comes in the door over here and it goes along a conveyor belt and then the guy takes it off and puts it on the shelf. No, they have whole convoluted things where it's yeah. going to go multiple belts and then depending on weight, it shuts it off to the shuts it off to the left or the right. Or, and you've seen them on the cool how are things made shows, yeah. they have like potato chips going down an assembly line. And they have a little sensor that's looking for the sharps, the ones that are green or brown and not perfect. And then they have a little air gun that they can go and blow it off the conveyor belt. And someone said, I know how to make it so that it doesn't have to be Laverne and Shirley or Lucy and Ethel long ago trying to handle an assembly line. And then it speeds up and oh my God, chaos ensues. They did it so that they can simulate human eyeballs and human hands. We can't pick up a potato chip with a little grasper. How about if we do a little air gun? Uh, yeah. I,
0: it's I just ingenious. I, it's just the coolest stuff. <laughs> so today's show is references that young people won't get. And here's another one. You mentioned the, <laughs> the, the, the cotton gin and all those things. Your wife will love this one. And she's probably read it also. I remember reading in the Laura Ingalls books, back when this is where I learned what horsepower really meant because she talks about some sort of maybe a well or some sort of thing that, that her father had made, and they had to get the neighbors over to get the horsepower working. And they called the mechanism a horsepower, but the reason was because they literally hooked horses up to it to walk, and they needed four horsepower to get it working, and it was exactly. literally four horses. And that's yeah. really where the name came from. So there's
1: an old reference there. Honestly, she loves those books, as you well know. She's yeah. actually going to do a talk on them one day because there's all kinds of real-world history and cool stuff about Laura Ingalls Wilder herself, as well as all the little house situations and stuff. One of the, She and I have had cool talks about this, that what really changed the world? It was Sears being able to put out like a motor that would run off of electricity that could, and through a series of pulleys or elaborate belting systems and stuff, you could have this little motor spin all the fans overhead in a big bar that kept people from going mad from heat in the middle of summer. And it transferred it so that it, it did a little, like whatever you make into a sewing machine. Or, yeah. And that the Sears catalog was kind of like what civilized the West is that instead of being only human power or horsepower or ox power, You started to have that as long as you could get a source of electricity, and they started to do that with mills and hydroelectric and whatever else it might be. You, what gave women quality of life back then? It wasn't only the vote and important things. It was the sewing machine, the washing machine, the things that made it that they didn't spend their life in subsistence level stuff like cooking constantly. If you were going to work off of an old pot-bellied stove or an old metal stove where you had to really know, making it so that they could be more intelligent and more efficient about what they were doing, not just big locomotives, a very guy thing, running across the rails and delivering things. It was all those little things that people could bring into
0: their houses that gave them civilization. And And, it was a big thing too, not just Sears, because think back to uh, The Music Man, musical. They have the whole song about the Wells Fargo wagon coming into town. And what's it bringing for us?
1: Exactly. We're getting all you know, sorts of stuff. <laughs> there's a movie called The Postman that is yep. much. Kevin Costner. Exactly. I don't know a lot of people, maybe because there was a certain backlash against Costner after dances with wolves. And he had a series of great movies and then it was time to jump on him. So Waterworld <laughs> really got attacked and the postman really got attacked, but the postman, like It's based on a story by, I think, maybe David Brin, but I might be wrong about that. And what it is, it talks about what an amazing thing that is, that in the United States or any place that has civilization, you can put a stamp, 50 cent stamp, on something and have it magically make its way across the country and be delivered to somebody working a gold claim, you know what I mean, in California, and... What a civilizing thing that is. It might be slow, ridiculously slow compared to what we have nowadays. But people have to know that human history in our amazing modern world is to this tiny little edge of civilization. <laughs> four thousand years before that, we had animal power, human power. you know what I mean? What was the Pony Express? It was amazing that you could get a letter across the country in four days, not a fax across the country in two
0: seconds. Well, okay. <laughs> The Pony Express lasted less time than that TV show did.
1: That's a great quote, and that's exactly right. You know, It was like the first FedEx, and it was very specific things that you might need it for, like news of disaster or something like that.
0: You were talking about the sprinklers and all the apps to connect, barring all the security issues that some of this is bringing into our lives, but really in your situation how cool is that you can have ring doorbells you can have security monitors you can turn them on and look at them sitting in cleveland i got an alert is there someone walking around in the house with exactly. and it's and it's accessible that's the thing it's not always you nowadays you don't have to call somebody a company to come in and rewire your whole house to set this up it's yeah. at costco you can buy it and plug it in and it's all app if Trust me, I'm bad about taking pops, cans of pop and saying, oh, I need it cold fast, shoving it in the freezer, and then 12 and then hours you're, later, because I, I didn't set an alarm, if right. my freezer could detect that, and I could program <laughs> it to al- alert me, or the washing machine, I'll put stuff in the wash, totally forget about it till like two days later, and I'm like, I better wash it again. I better know?
1: rewash it, because now it's a little stinky.
0: Exactly. <laughs> There's benefits to all that, and there's a lot of automation, a lot of things. People laugh. Why do I need the internet on my toaster? You're not surfing on your toaster. But eh, what was it? Oh my gosh, that was the thing back in the day when the internet first started with cams and stuff. The guys at was at MIT in the lab. They put a camera on the coffee pot so they could tell tell when it was empty, and that was like a huge deal.
1: (laughs) Exactly. I wow. I love those kind of things. We can just. The miracles in some cases are not only that they did it, but that then they did it at a reasonable cost. I have gone on far too long about my wonderful bread machine. You know what I mean? (laughs) Zojirushi made this, I think it costs like 240 bucks. And that's not nothing, but $300 seems to be the magic price point at which anything below that, people will say, why not? As opposed to um, plan and save up and so forth. So that's how DVD players first became popular. That's how any number of devices. So this thing... They looked at how to make a good loaf of bread, and in the real world, you really have to like knead it correctly to build the gluten, and you have to like let it rise, and you got to punch it down. There's multiple steps to it. And someone said, I can simulate every one of those movements in a little box with pretty much a paddle and heat, and it'll work. And I just, how cool is that, that they figured out exactly how many rotations you need so that you don't over-gluten the bread, that you have different settings. So that it will do it the right thing for whole wheat versus pumpernickel versus pastry or something like that, and I, the fact that it's that's so dependable. Like if I was doing this manually, I'm sure I'd have one clinker bread out of ten, just because I didn't do it correctly. Whereas this guy, with it's the idiot savant of breads, he just he's so happy to do this perfect series of repetitive motions that would bore the pants off of.
0: Absolutely. Okay, so let, if we're going to talk tech for a moment. Let me tell you about my Google issues. Yeah, you, you mentioned that Google <laughs> oh, support man. had
1: not been the heroes they should be. It's what
0: stupid. Okay. I, switched, I mentioned before I switched over from OneDrive to Google Drive because yeah. it was a little cheaper and a little bigger. Okay, so I'll switch okay. over to and
1: it. So you have cloud backup, off-site, yeah. and right, good security protocol. Okay. Yeah,
0: all my documents are stored in there. So it's all synced to the cloud so I can get on my laptop and get to it. That's the idea. Lately, I've been playing around with various virtual machines of Linux and other various operating systems. I've got a few things I, I, I just wanted to do with Linux. But again, if I have a VM on my desktop, a day like this, I can't go sit under the tree and access it. That's one of the benefits of having laptops and stuff. So I put Google Drive on my new laptop brand new nice laptop and Mm -hmm. it won't let me access my vms because they're too big and i'm like wait a second google drive was
1: terabyte drives exactly Go ahead.
0: no yeah so google drive it does a simulated partition but it formats it as fat 32 so you can't access anything and i'm like okay so i got on with chat with support and this was like a month and a half ago and i'm chatting with them and there's did you reboot your computer? I'm like, really? Did you seriously just ask me to reboot my (laughs) damn computer? Seriously? And so I'm chatting with them back and forth, send me pictures. And I did, but look, I try and open it and this is what it gives me. And I look, it says FAT32. It should be NTFS nowadays. Come on. Nobody uses FAT32 anymore. Not even on USB drives. Honestly, exactly. Once you move to NTFS, you, you never go back. Well, okay, okay. Or even what the Linux equivalent is, the EFTS or EFTPS, whatever, they have one. And we went back and forth. I'm going to have to move this up to higher support. Can you send in images? Okay, so I took some screenshots, sent it in. They replied back and said, okay, now get this. I was like, are you kidding me? So I had a, a screen grab video. And I went to send it in email using Gmail, using my Gmail. And it said, it's too big to send. Okay, we'll automatically put it in Google Drive and you can share it. Perfect. I love that. It's all synced up. Good. Send it to them. They said, oh, we don't have rights to access it. You got to change that. Really? You you see the humor in this? So I changed that, all of that, send the new link to them. And they're like, could you give us some screenshots? I already sent you screenshots. Right. They're, oh, okay. Yeah. And they're like, can you send us other ones? We want to see what's going on. And like over the past month and a half, multiple times, I've had to send multiple videos, multiple screenshots of what's going on. I've had to go to my desktop. It shouldn't work on your desktop. It, no, it works. Look, it works. Oh, go give us some screenshots on your laptop. I just did. Well, now that it works on your desktop. It always worked on my desktop. What are you talking about? Progress.
1: I was here before I started
0: talking. To you. Yes, exactly. That- <laughs> so I went off. I got back a final email today from them. And I hit caps lock and started typing. <laughs> it wow. said, we can't help you because it involves a third party app. What
1: an operating system. Okay. That, that
0: uh, they
1: didn't run up to anybody that was knowledgeable enough to answer the thing. They just got to the limiter of what they allow tech support well, to spend time on.
0: They're sloughing off the responsibility. Oh, well, he's using a third-party app, so that must be the problem. No, it's not. It's the... Fo- so I said, fine, screw you guys. I'll go back to OneDrive. I never had problems with OneDrive. So that's. I'm so sorry.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Whenever you talk to any of those off-site backup places... They tout, here's the list of who all we are compatible with. And it names every operating system from the last 20 years, but it doesn't start talking about those deeper issues of, anyway, wow, wow. And I'm
0: not the only one with this issue. Obviously, I've Googled, actually, I use Bing more than Google, so screw them. But I was okay. searched, and there's a lot of people with the same issue, and I've never seen an answer. What Definitely, the heck? In
1: the knowledge base, I... Often, when Colleen and I are having glitches, and I'm like tech support for the house for all of our systems, what one thing I'll often say is, we can't be the only people having this problem, and people dumber than us handled it. So we should be able to figure this out. Am I just am I not finding the right knowledge based article that's going to walk me through and say, oh, you need to make sure you turn off this security thing because sometimes it is a third-party app that interferes at a deep level with disk drive access. So you got to worry about your, you know, McAfee's and your sofas and your whoever else it might be. Oh boy. Okay.
0: It's too, and come on. Now here's the only thing I thought of why they're not wanting to fix this and why it's, they're trying to ignore it. What format does Chromebooks use for their drives? Does Chromebooks still use fat 32 and they want to keep this, working with Chromebook, and that's the big reason it is. I i don't know. I don't have a Chromebook to verify or anything, but...
1: Yeah. Well, what's funny is sometimes they'll to make compatibility, they'll go with the lowest common denominator that goes around for forever and negate the reason they came up with like newer, better, stronger file systems is they wanted to be able to do versioning and checkpointing, and they wanted to be able... There's all kinds of reasons why they're better not just right. go with the, oh, well...
0: And um, It's not my drive, my laptop and my desktop. It's NTFS. So it's not, they literally made this partition and control the formatting.
1: Exactly. (laughs) I have occasionally, Apple offers all kinds of things where you can do journaling or non-journaling or lower and upcase mixed or top. And sometimes they just offer the list of what it might be. And I'll be like, this sounds like the best alternative. And then months later, you find out, oh, now that I have it as journaled, now I can't also encrypt it because that. It, there's sometimes yeah. you make choices in naivete that then you find out that it had implications and you had no clue when you were first working. Right. So I'm. I this doesn't sound like it even made gave you a choice. It does what it does and then tells you, oh, that's got now you got limitations as to side
0: what you <laughs> just mentioned, that I was this was I was like ringing my head when I was looking to buy a new Keurig. We we have okay. Keurig, we love Keurig, it mm-hmm. works great. Because if you go look at all the models, they have these simple ones. You know, it does a cup at a time. Great. And I'm like, okay, but that I like to do the bigger cups, not just smaller cups. Okay, this one does smaller cups and it has a coffee pot. So you can do a four pot or four cup thing. So you could do both grounds or what. Okay. okay, I like that. Oh, but this one has the frother with to make cappuccinos and stuff. Oh, but it doesn't have the coffee pot. Uh, I don't know if I like that. Oh, but this other one, you can control the temperature and turn the temperature up just a little bit or adjust it. Oh, but it doesn't come with the. Fr- what the hell? Why can't but, I? Why have- are they
1: making trade-offs instead of keep adding? It's all you it should always be additive and better. Yes, but, I see what you're saying. Yeah. But, so
0: <laughs> I hate that because I really want the father, but I really want to control the temperature, and it'd be nice to have the coffee pot. I'll just <laughs> buy four of them. But we'll yeah. just have four.
1: <laughs> I this is funny. Based on being a software developer for a long time, there often are things where Instant Pot came out and good. Getting great reviews, I'll go get one. Because it was becoming more known, they started to have version Mach 2 and Mach 3 and that kind of stuff. And the software guy in me said, that thing that's been in development for 10 years and has all the bugs ironed out of it, want that, the new things that they're doing, where now I can do boiled eggs for you automatically. You're, if you're looking for where they're going to have mistakes, it's in the newest versions that they rushed to market. Yeah. And so there's any number of times that I've actively sought out, Amazon will even say there's a new newer version of this available. No, I really don't want the newer version. I want the one that Consumer Reports or other places reviewed and has a good track record for l- reliability. I, that's the one I want is the legitimate one, not the upsell one, if right. you will.
0: And speaking of the earlier topic, isn't it crazy the stuff that you can update through the internet now? The TVs, the, the Roku's, but like our soundbar for the speaker, you can update it. And I'm like, well, how hard is it to play? But they add some new Bluetooth feature, or they tune the Bluetooth a bit better. So the, it's you would have never thought of that 20 years ago. That oh, I'll just update my stuff over the internet.
1: Exactly. Oh, yeah again, to let ourselves be the old guys today, <laughs> that there, there were any number of times where before you updated something, you made a point of taking a backup and having a retreat path and all that kind of stuff. And I think it's Facebook more than anything else that just started to say, we're not going to give anybody warning. We're not going to make it that updates happen over New Year's Eve when nobody else is using the system. Maybe a bad example for social media. But anyway, they just started to push things out And they did, and Google did this too, did all kinds of like A, B testing. You didn't even have a single version. You had multiple versions. They were seeing which one was the more popular, useful, et cetera. And so you had to accept a certain amount of instability. It really could be, well, where'd my whatever button go? I used to have a submit button and now it's over here. Now Now there's three choices. And we've gotten trained away from expecting rock solid stability with each new release. Now it's, perpetual incremental releases and sometimes it doesn't just come with new features it comes with new bugs and things stop working and yeah and so like that for a soundbar to be like the sound comes out but now
0: i've lost my left channel oh yeah and what the hell my, my, my poor mother man, her little tablet we got her you know if it doesn't update and something doesn't go right and then she loses connection she can't figure out how to reconnect it to a, the wi-fi my father's ear what are they called?
1: earbuds earbuds, um, i guess no not no
0: hearing aids they're bluetooth so you can actually bluetooth the stuff so it goes right to his ear and i'm like that's awesome but they break like all the time it's crazy the stuff that they have the one of the best items of mine that updates and i've never really had any problems is my xbox it gets the updates it installs them now i don't always agree with the changes i'm like oh where did everything go but they haven't done that too much for years, (laughs) but all the software keeps getting updated. I had an old 360 game that it just said it got updated. I'm like, I haven't played that in five or six years, but hey, we did something probably what it really was. (laughs) We've got people playing this stuff outside of gold. So we had to add a new API check onto all these games. So that was probably the update, but I've never had any problems with, Xbox updates since I've had the one like 2015. So That's cool. give them credit yeah. for that.
1: Yeah, that really, there used to be all kinds of, I've been a developer for a long time, and it used to be that there were particular packages that helped you to build your inst- installer. That they right. would say, here's how we're going to do the system check so you know what operating system you're on and what version of that, and what are the things they might have installed. And then you do the appropriate thing. You don't add fonts if they already have the ones that you want. You make sure that you put it into the right folders because folder locations change based on how deeply buried they are in the operating system. In some cases, they're now invisible. The regular user can't see them. You know what I mean? So you just had to, instead of every developer out there having to figure out how to handle 30 different operating systems and configurations, they did it all for you. And that was a really handy thing to have someone leverage their knowledge of all that for you. And having said that, it occasionally that installer, when the installer broke, that it didn't handle a certain configuration. Now I really do have a third party that I have to go to with, I didn't do this myself, your installer did it for me, but how do I retreat? What do I do? Because the client is unhappy. You know what I mean? Like, oh, when the internet of things, IoT first became available, one of the things that people talked about a lot was, what about security? Like, it isn't only a matter of, oh no, the camera on my TV might be spying on me. It's, well, if you've got like a home dialysis machine, you can't have that not work. You can't have someone's right. pacemaker be in, intruded into. And so they really, what was it? There was a particular operating system before they started to try to run, and those were Linux or others, that specialized in being embedded chips, and it really was just, why am I not J- thinking?
0: Java it? did that a lot. This was even
1: before Java. it was, It was called like OS 9. Okay. It was something like that because there was actually conflict where somebody got to OS 9, maybe Apple, maybe Windows, and said, we're going to call it ours because we've had OS 1 through 8, and this is the natural progression. But this guy already had all kinds of trademarks and copyrights for, I think it was OS 9. I, I'm i sorry if I'm not perfect. Yeah, I don't the, know. Um, no. But yeah, the, the fact that we have stopped doing, this chipset has a hardened operating system that's guaranteed to work, nothing can intrude. We started to make it that it's just it's Windows that's running your ice cream machine. You know what I mean? And then yes. when, and, and kind of funny. We always make these segues. Wired had a great article. Have you heard about this saga? Uh-oh. <laughs> McDonald's has ice cream machines that work only so well. They break down often. They don't handle all the parameters of exactly how to keep it cool to make sure yours is always the same kind of perfect. Custard has to be an exact consistency for it to be not too runny, not too right. Um, A third party wrote something that was going to fix all the glitches in what was going wrong with this particular machine. They're not built by McDonald's, but they, look, McDonald's has an exclusive. These right. guys are very much an incestuous relationship. They started to like, they sued the guys that fixed everything and made it so that, and sent out things to all McDonald's is saying, don't buy and I, I wish I, I want to be able to name names, but probably that's not a great idea. Yeah. <laughs> don't buy this because we it's unapproved, but it's fixing something that you guys haven't fixed in two or three years. I don't want to not sell my McFlurries. because but we've got a good deal going with them. So honestly, it, there's this whole weird saga of that kind of, not even intellectual property ownership, but just territoriality. And it's broken. We won't fix it, but we're not going to let anybody else fix it. Who thinks like that? You
0: know what I mean? Corporations. We've uh, talked about that. It's corporation thing.
1: Corporations do as compared to, and you might know about this, Lego for a while. They started to put out, they had Lego in, uh, intelligence, the programmable Legos that you could build. I had And one. At first, they, they started to then, unfortunately, go after people that were expanding beyond the bounds of what Lego thought you should be able to do with this thing. Really, And somebody somewhere must've made a big presentation that said, you're quashing this incredible, create, they love Legos. They want to show off what they can do with Legos. If you come down hard on these guys, you're going to, you're going to take that away. And if anything, they'll turn against you and say, I had a cool simulated silo where the little thing goes up and dumps the grain and then you maybe stop doing it. Lego did a 180 degree, and they embraced the whole. They made everything open source. They made it so that everybody could do it. My, my, faith in a corporation. Yeah, that's because Lego was willing to do it,
0: <laughs> and that's smart of them. That's super smart because mm-hmm. we've seen other examples of how the modern way of thinking is not the old way. Talk is a great example. There were a lot of companies like pulling wanting to sue and pulling people's accounts because, oh, you used our song for your video. Then they found the ones that didn't, the song spread like wildfire and sold a ton. They're like, wait a second. That's not how it should work, but it's changing the thinking. So I love that Lego did that because you're right. If they had clamped down, the a large part of the maker group would the have rebelled and it, they would have stopped buying Lego. And that's when a third party comes in and says, hey, we'll embrace you guys. Our little bricks are the same sizes. Use ours, but we'll help you and support you. And it would have really probably hurt. That's how big corporations get overturned and someone else takes over. That's you know? So true. I love exactly. that they did that. That's
1: yeah. great. Yeah. And I'll add more
0: examples that I could chime in with of all the other corporations that have wised up. Boy. I'm- Microsoft. I know Microsoft's still a huge corporation and they still have their issues, but their C-sharp. And their ASP.net and the .NET stuff. And now they have they took a community version of their Visual Studio product. And they have this like this web development app that everybody loves and everybody's made plugins yeah. for. And it's very open source. Even that big corporation learned some lessons. And they Absolutely. come from the day when they charged you to use an internet browser.
1: <laughs> right. And it's kind of funny again. Oracle still has clamps on things involving Java and stuff like that, and and databases, whereas Apple is, as you said, much more open source, the developers, everything about the developer suite is now free. Having been at the Worldwide Developer Conference, it was nice to not have to renew my developer license like I did the last, uh, I don't know, 10 out of the last 15 years, because they finally came to have an army of millions that's doing this cool stuff for free, we can have an army of billions if we make it free, even. Yes. More. And, we and, make know, more we... money
0: if it's free. That's a weird <laughs> thought, but.
1: that's So I'm looking forward to, I don't know, I haven't really done much with the Internet of Things housewife. I don't have a digital um, lock on my door. I don't have alarm systems. Please don't listen to everybody who's going to <laughs> you know, attack me. And Alan's voice. address and, is. I just have an old deadbolt, and I do have, I have little camera and stuff like that, but. It's nowhere near the coordinated thing that it could be, but I also don't want to. I, there's something about, I don't want whatever that, there's trade-offs as to whether it's security or whether it's I'm spying on myself. And if anybody breaks into that, they're going to be like, oh, here's Al and his or something like that. You know what I mean? I think I'll spare the world that. You
0: know <laughs> know <what> I, mean? <laughs> I don't know if this is actually still true, but we had a, a sheriff, a Cleveland sheriff living next to us for a while. And he said the best deterrent is you put a sign out that says, beware of dog. And then you get a really big dog bowl and put them by the front door. He said, it's the best deterrent because they cruise by, they see it and they just move on.
1: And honestly, they're not looking to rob every house. They're looking to rob the easy market yeah. houses burglarize. It's kind of, I don't know why this always occurs to me, but like one at one point, somebody corrected me and said, Robbery is where you're doing it to a person. Burglary is where you're breaking in without people being there. So whenever I use it wrongly, just out of babbling, I try to always say, okay, learn the lesson. It's burglary.
0: Okay. So you've watched The Boys. I've watched Kenobi. We haven't talked shows in a while, even though there's been some good stuff. There's too much good TV, as you know. Have (laughs) you watched any of Ms. Marvel?
1: No, I have not. Not that one yet
0: either. So (laughs) tell me a little bit about The Boys, because I so want to see it because jensen ackles is in it and the first two seasons have been fantastic
1: yeah yeah so he's playing soldier boy he's playing kind of the equivalent of the winter soldier where he got captured and terrible things were done to him and they by experimenting on him they learn things about how superpowers work and so forth he the show overall is it's as adult as you can imagine (laughs) yes or what would it really be like to have superpowers and where would you have gotten them from? And if it's the government or if it's corporations or if it's accidents, who would be continually trying to control that and, and turn you into a weapon? That,
0: these, are so, not, these are not Superman. They're not the goody-two-shoes. They have motives absolutely. and their own agendas, and they're crazy. And
1: <laughs> That's right. I mean, that, when you have the power of a god, you start to think you're a god until yeah. another god comes along, and then you have conflict.
0: Or you get like a train. He just wants to be rich and popular. You That's know,
1: right. the fact you're—they really have captured all the conversations that comic book guys used to have sitting around. <laughs> with, well, if you really had superpowers, what would you do with them? Would you get rich? Would you get all the women, men? Would you get? How would you, as a as an individual, how would you get power? How would you keep it? The world's a big. Even Superman can't fix every problem. He can't even make the world substantially better. If substantially better means curing poverty or something like that and actually there's some interesting comic books that have done takes on if you really had that kind of power you really would not spend your money on back alley muggers you'd spend it on let's cure cancer let's have more arable land. So i remember hungry. <laughs> i thought there was a superman
0: yeah. story where he went and got like an iceberg and held it over a place that had a drought and it melted and solved it there you go yeah, that's
1: right. And, and and who handles adulation and worship, does it swell their head, or are they aware that no, I have my own limitations as well. The fact that I'm bigger, better, faster, stronger does not make me that I'm wiser necessarily. Or if your problem is that you're super intelligent, but you're aware of how much there's still to learn, but everybody wants to think that you'll be able to solve everything. So they really explore all that. It really isn't a biff bam pow show where it's continual fights against alien menaces or subterranean. Monsters or something—it's very much the human relations and how there's continual maneuvering and love lost and found.
0: And the, the, the thing said quite often watching the show is, "Oh no, they're not going to." Do- oh, they did that <laughs> I, right. I, every episode. <laughs> That's
1: right. Never seen this before. Uh, yeah, exactly. and of course the special effects are great. It, it's perfect. we are in that age where anything you can imagine, you can make look real, and so it's really disturbingly convincing sometimes yes how it looks drastically
0: they they I'm, kept garth ennis's crazy psychotic vision <laughs> alive
1: right. very well and for me a big part of the show is it's not that just they're using the comic books as a script and filming the comic books they diverted from the comic book series like by episode three or something yeah. like that and so i get that sense of not knowing what's going to happen they weave various different elements in the team team, teams and the government involvement and formula V and whatever else it might be but they have people that seem determined to say not we can do better than Garth but more he just didn't explore every avenue of this let's not do this as a side project let's make this a main theme for half the season because it's a big thing yeah and so I'm really digging it and I'm really like there is a certain amount of people who haven't don't know much about comic books if they watch This show, it'd be kind of like, if you don't know much about manga or anime, and the first thing is, oh, there's tentacle creatures raping people, you would say, if it's all like that, I'm not letting little (laughs) Billy read that. This is a bad example. Of yes. really going to go adult. <laughs> it does answer the
0: question, if you have a man that is invisible and his skin is impervious, how do you kill him? They answer that question. I've wondered exactly. that. And they, right. yeah, they took care of it. <laughs> so season so, three is living up to expectations.
1: It really is. You know what I mean? They're like Another thing that's good about it is that it's realistic in terms of actions have consequences, that there's yeah. things that people do and that they don't have to hide the fact that they did something wrong or that when someone gets hurt, they don't go in the magic purple healing rays and come back. Sometimes they're convalescing and they never are right again. So there's all kinds of interesting complications. They keep introducing new characters, new situations, new people from their past. so you can find out how they came to be who they are. The main protagonist and antagonist are both really convincingly good. So you're waiting for that final big battle and what's going to happen. But there's so much that's building up to that. So nice. yes, I recommend it highly. It's oh, it's really on good. my
0: list. It's yeah. on my yeah. list. I, you think right. my to-read book <laughs> list is long. My to-watch TV show list is, oh man, movies are coming out. Forget movies. I got so much TV to catch up on. Right. It's summer. And I will say
1: this, it, the fact that they're diverging from the comic books, it's kind of like Game of Thrones. The TV show is not better than the comic books. It's just different. It's absolutely worth going back and reading Garth Brooks and Derek Robertson. Boy, Derek Robertson, they, they did a fantastic yes. job for an extended period of time, multiple volumes, multiple years. So if you're looking to get a whole bunch of that background built in and then still know that you're not going to see exactly that portrayed, God, books are absolutely worth it. Yeah. I, there are some of the few series I've gone back and reread because each time they came out, I devoured it. I'll go back and reread it in a calmer frame of mind and see what I might have missed because right. of my frenzy to get through it.
0: And yeah, I I personally like that <laughs> they, in any show, that they kept the spirit and they kept the feel <laughs> and, and the level of everything from the comics, but they didn't just take the comics and put them on the screen. Right. I know some people are like, oh, it wasn't exactly what was in the comic. I read the comics. I want something else. Give me what's yeah. good here. So <laughs> I like that.
1: I'm not enough about the scuttlebutt of what's being talked about for licensing and and maybe making into things, but when you get something like Watchmen that many people called unfilmable for a long time, and you get a director who really can take it on, and the special effects are good enough, and now The Boys, same kind of thing, it gives me hope that we're finally going to see Planetary on the screen or something (laughs) that are like my favorite series of all time that were just so big, so good in what they were doing that – you really wondered how, how would this cost too much to make do they have the right will they find the right actors to portray the various different characters and then you start to see the occasional here's my dream casting for this are they even talking about it are they going to make this and so i'm so much of a fanboy in that regard And that man i'd love to see planetary I, I i don't know if you know this series as well but i don't. i've planetary. heard it, you've mentioned more, it yeah they're they're a great series for, if you read uh, omnivorously across folklore and science fiction and comic books and everything else, this series weaves all that very well together, and not for the last 20 years, but for the last 150. So you get references to the Jules Verne and the Victor Hugo, and the Victorian nice. level stuff, as well as Godzilla and the menagerie of creatures from that, and old monster movies, and it's just, man, uh, the old Hammer horror films, and by seeing all those, it makes it sound like well, this guy just threw the kitchen sink in. No, he really did a great job with kind of like the World Newton universe that I've talked about. Right, right. That There really might be relationships there. And that if you explore how there's a, a through line that it all ties together, finding those connections is itself an act of genius. It's just very cool to say, OK, that, that could work. That's plausible. It, it rewards the reader to see All their favorites might be part of an even bigger tapestry, and that's really really cool.
0: Yeah, that would be cool. I'll have to check that out. I know you've mentioned it, so I'll have to go look that up. So let me tell you about Kenobi. Okay, the newest Star Wars series. Watch it. There's nothing else to say. It is some of the best Star Wars, even better than Mandalorian. It was just Colin and I both agreed. What we watched all of them once one a week as they came out. And we agreed that there is nothing we can really complain about with this show.
1: It's That's fantastic across Especially the board. Knowledgeable critics, you'd really have, oh,
0: that wasn't good and possible. I and oh. I know people disagree with us, but
1: uh, it's not Alec Guinness, obviously, it's Ewan McGregor. Right. It, okay. Yes.
0: And so here's just today, the episode that came out, they have Hayden Christensen in it as Darth Vader, and they explore the relationship between Anakin and Obi-Wan to more depth. And it does bring up a few things like, ah, that makes sense with what happened in the original trilogy. And there's just some great things. We talked about Third Sister, the Inquisitor, that everybody Mm -hmm. was trolling on the internet. Forget about them. She's so (laughs) fantastic. The special effects, Uh, uh, no real spoilers here. You could probably imagine if Darth Vader and Obi-Wan are in it, you're going to have a big battle here. Right. It was better than any of the movies. It was the best lightsaber battle ever. We Fantastic. just loved it. The star destroyer chasing an escaping ship brought back a few scenes from the old movies, and it looked as good as anything they put on the big screen. The special Darth Vader walking <laughs> onto the bridge it the bridge was identical on tattooing <laughs> their little homestead was identical. It didn't look spruced yeah. up. it didn't look shiny it looked just like it did in episode four. And the storyline explores Obi-Wan. You will love the little girl that plays Leia. She is so fantastic. And you can see Princess Leia in there. And it is so good. She did so good. The writers nailed her character. This little girl, the director. Kids can be hard, I hear, to get the right thing out of. He must have done, worked with her. Ewan McGregor, I heard, worked with her. And she is just nailing it. Every episode, everything. There's nothing about this show that I hate it.
1: Wonderful. Good for you. So one of the things I really like about The Mandalorian is that Jon Favreau really gets Star Wars and really made it so it has that sense of spectacle, that sense of mythology and saga. Uh, Who's the showrunner for this one? Do you remember? Is it it Favreau still or is it... I
0: thought that was Feige. Okay. I so, so think
1: it's, it's, okay. So that hmm. I he's more Marvel, but if he's now entering the Star Wars universe, I thought, that's very I, interesting. I, he I, does have I a could be totally wrong. I'm probably just saying that totally wrong. I'll look it up. That's you know. <laughs> yeah, okay. I'm
0: sure if someone listens, they'll tell me how wrong I am. I wasn't paying attention to that, honestly, but Colin would know. He always okay. knows that stuff. But yeah, again, yeah. It, I I like the Force Awakens movie when it came out. I know a lot of people said, eh, and I did not like Last Jedi and Rise of Skywalker. I just cannot okay. like those movies. But I thought Force Awakens was good. This show is better than all three of those put together. It's, yeah. it's so good. And if they will make a huge mistake, if they do not keep this little girl and in a couple of years make a series of Princess Leia if they don't right. do that, they are so missing an opportunity. Just <laughs> X-23, the girl that played Wolverine's daughter, Wolverine's that they daughter. didn't do anything else with her, and she was so good. That was a yeah. huge mistake. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They need to use this little girl.
1: Very good. I, thought, I as, as much as there is too much good TV, what I really want to watch is the best stuff, not just mindless. I, once in a while, it's 11 o'clock at night, and it's like, oh, a Rutger Hauer movie that I hadn't seen. He didn't really do quality stuff all of his career, and so <laughs> I've watched some stinkers. But that a recommendation from a friend whose opinion I think is good at what could be better. And how is it like a 10 episode arc? Is it a it's, whole
0: season? I think eight. eight, it's done now. It's and done a and I was they,
1: they've been releasing it each week, and now it's all available. Yeah. I really don't like to binge them, I really like to do, if not one a week, at least one every couple of days, so that I get a chance to you should, yeah, and think about it and stuff like that. Okay. That's uh, fantastic. When, when I'm hiding from this heat, that's something I can do in the, in yeah. the,
0: in the cool of my home. <laughs> yes. Okay. And and the other show, Ms. Marvel, that's on and is still ongoing for a little bit. Oh, by the way, Doctor Strange, Multiverse of Madness is on Disney now. So you can watch that. Again I might
1: rewatch you- that. Exactly. Because, there, man, there's so much going on. Yeah. And seeing in the movie theater, as much as I reveled in it, I really would like to be able to like, oh, so I missed just yeah. because it's just overwhelming you seeing it in
0: the big theater okay it, it, so that's there. but ms marvel is yeah. really good i i think you know, kenobi it's hard you can't compare them they're different they're different shows yeah. they're meant differently ms marvel is well worth a watch you'll enjoy it the girl that plays her mm-hmm. it's her first time acting she is nailing this part they've really gotten good at getting the right people And I love the little glimpses into Pakistani life. They live in New Jersey, but they still celebrate their culture and stuff. And there's little things here and there that I like. And I know in today's world with everything going on, there's probably people out there really upset about this, but she's been a Pakistani character for 20 years or whatever. Okay. And, And they didn't change it. They nailed it. Colin said they changed some of her powers and he wasn't sure about that but he's loving this show okay
1: Uh, i had that impression too just from the the trailers or whatever that i've seen is that she now she's got energy casting powers instead of shape-shifting powers yeah she wears the negabands, the captain marvel thing whereas before it wasn't as dependent on the inheritance of all that from captain marvel pre-warrior and stuff like that i'll have to see how that compares okay
0: It, it was hard light constructs and they even mentioned hard light they didn't say construct, okay. but Colin was like, "Oh my gosh, they really did mention it." So it does tie into the MCU pretty good that one. Okay. It does. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay. We'll and and, and right. one other one. Did you <laughs> see Morbius? Yes. Did I you really play? liked it. It was Midland. Okay.
1: Okay. Uh, see, I, I thought it was one of those where because it's not a mainstream Marvel movie, they didn't have to make a point of, here's how it ties into the Avengers, and here's how it's a precursor to others. Even though
0: they Um, tried at the end to do that.
1: But (laughs) that's a weird way to put it. They did that as an add-on instead of that being a whole thing throughout. So some of the the scenes of him riding air currents and stuff like that, because now he's Mr. Hollow Bone Bird Creature, but that kind of stuff. Some of those, the way that they showed his fast movement not being super speed, sustained, but more like bursts of movement with little after images. of behind. I thought that was very effective. Yeah, it was and good. Yeah. So I liked it. I'm not sure that it was enough to say, oh, there's another franchise character, another series. This yeah. was, I, I don't know, escapism. The more that they're now yeah. moving, it's kind of funny. They're in some ways following the Marvel trajectory of once they started doing Marvel horror, you're wondering what we're going to see a real version of Marvel Dracula and of the Monster of Frankenstein. And right. they had, when the comics code was relieved so that they could start doing things again, they had really good versions of Werewolf by Night slash Room right. Night and right. stuff like that. And I'm waiting to see what they do with some of them. All
0: right. My biggest problems with the movie was, I didn't think, it, first of all, it was an origin story and I didn't think it was a super strong origin story. It, I don't know. It, okay. And I, I don't think, the story itself was bad i think it was just needed maybe pumped up in a few places maybe i don't know but i also didn't think the antagonist was very strong i don't think they built that relationship enough to make it like oh my god what's going to happen it was kind of like okay but i love matt smith so
1: right and honestly isn't that true that uh heroes are only as good as their villains. You know what yeah. I mean? In a lot of ways, the, the villain is the one that gets a chance to chew more scenery or have a more tragic story or a more megalomaniacal story or whatever else it might be. Right. So that's interesting. And you're, and it's nice to see Matt Smith just because I really like him as Doctor Who, and yeah. now he has a life beyond Doctor Who, just like David Tennant proved right. to also be multifaceted in what he could do beyond Doctor
0: Both Who. Both of them in Marvel at some point. Yes, exactly. exactly. Uh, a and- purple man. <laughs> yes, which also has a slight tie-in to my Alpha Flight favorites because his Purple Man's daughter was an Alpha Flight a bit. So okay. here was something I was trying to explain to Colin, and he didn't quite get. I said the way the movie flowed, the shots, the angles, the length of the scenes—nothing I could like pinpoint. But as I'm watching, I'm going, "Wow, this feels like a Sony Pictures uh, superhero movie." And he looked at me like, "What do you mean?" I'm like. It's just, Man. you go back to Venom, you go back to The Amazing Spider-Man, and maybe even others I'm not thinking of. It's just, it started, it's, wow, this, it's almost deja vu. I almost felt deja vu. It's like the exact same feel for every scene if you put the movies in some layer me- mechanism. That's
1: so, a very interesting observation that there's a difference in the core of what's a Sony movie versus a Marvel Studios movie. Yes. Versus, that's very interesting.
0: So it was just maybe just me. Huh. But, that, okay. I, but I just, it popped in my head multiple times. I started like flashes of Venom, flashes of Amazing Spider-Man. And I'm just like, it just feels like those and stuff. So I don't know, yeah. that's just me, maybe. Yeah.
1: We might've talked about this before. One of my, the opinion that gets me, like doesn't make me any friends is, I think Venom is a ridiculous character. <laughs> and that whole universe of symbiotes. And now is it Krull, Kull, the king of the symbiotes. And it's just, the suspension of disbelief that I need to have somebody put on a symbiote costume, if you will, and then he has no bone structure. He his yeah. body can be twisted and his mouth can gape. And I just I don't like the worship of he's really violent, terribly violent, but as long as he's violent against the bad guys, that's okay. I don't want to read about a, a pit bull comic. I don't want to read about like <laughs> random violence, but don't worry. Most of the time it's directed in the right. I, we all, everybody has their favorites, right? Remember that fan love for venom, the fan love for ghost rider, which another, like, that's just so lame. There's so much more they could <laughs> do with the Christian mythology, the satanic mythology look to supernatural about what you could do. Yeah. Really yeah. Treated that as fertile ground. And instead And especially the way that they've worked on Ghost Rider to now make it that he's like up in the top pantheon of strongest Marvel characters. That's.
0: Yeah, that's. that's I agree. (laughs) That's
1: just not true. There's no way that the pen and stare is going to deal with someone who can control things at the molecular level.
0: Do you know what I'm trying to say? Oh, well. I'll throw out, (laughs) and I just thought of this with you saying that. I'm not the biggest Venom fan. I thought he was good with Spider-Man. I like the whole black suit, original black suit, not the 20 remakes or whatever. (laughs) But so they made this aliens. Venom was an alien. Okay, whatever. But what if he was really from another dimension and all my quantum physics talk, what if he's controlling things at the molecular level and really is drawing from another dimension and reshaping, forming in a way science can't explain right now? I know that, take some of the luster off the creature but you know it
1: maybe someone's going to find a way to retcon that make it so that what was
0: really going (laughs)
1: on all along was this thing and and it's funny we haven't done an episode about this i love comic books but this was speed force the flash somehow having tapping into something called the speed force as opposed to physics really working like it does and that it's like you're saying don't worry Fire all along really was phlogiston. We just didn't understand it. No, we moved beyond phlogiston to really understanding combustion and oxidation and all the ways in which it's just, it's a weak concept. And uh, uh, Mark Wade has written so many wonderful comic books. But on this one, what a total fumble (laughs) to me. And yet now it became a huge part of the DC universe. And the amazing, the turtle that slows it down, that is his opposite. It's now just part of the structure of what's going on. And I've always thought it was flawed. Please fix that. Please well, make it better than that. And they have it. Oh, well, well.
0: I, If you want to talk physics, there's a whole lot about Flash that doesn't make the physics work. There could be a whole book, I'm sure, on that stuff. The dude would right. be totally dead. The first right. time, he not be dead.
1: Adam's just... And maybe that's why I came about. They had to find a way to explain away. Yeah. Friction would kill him, a sudden stop would kill him. You know what I mean? There's you his him vibrating his molecules enough so he can pass through things. That maybe, but what it's I don't know why I would pick on that in particular, but the suspension of disbelief that you have to have for pretty much any superhero. Yeah. Absolutely. But but I don't know, that just seemed like all the stuff they've built up around Superman about Kryptonian, so different gravity, yellow sun versus red. There it. I don't know, it makes a certain kind of sense. Whereas, compared to chemicals spilled on him, and I don't know, it seemed almost like golden age stupid. This guy (laughs) used to be able to turn into Johnny Quick, Johnny Lightning, where he'd recite a speed formula, X2YKR,
0: or whatever like that. Like, that's magic. And, oh, they got to come up with something different and new. Every character can have the same reason for their powers. So
1: I guess, exactly. All okay. right. <laughs> okay. As well, always, a joy, anything we have to touch on? Let's see, what's anything else current? No, I think we covered it all. We
0: yeah, yeah it all. we still got a list of things from the past couple of weeks we can hit next week.
1: That's so. our River Towns, mini golf. We'll keep going, exactly. Yep, yep. I, okay. So, always a pleasure, Stephen. Take
0: care. Later, man. Bye-bye. Bye-bye you have been listening to the relentless geekery podcast come back next week and join alan and steven's conversation on geek topics of the week